Welcome to Reddit Reads, our slash pro revenge. Our first Reddit post is from Deleted. She hated me and made me think I was an idiot. LTRFTP. I don't know if this is pro, but it is certainly more than petty. In high school ten years ago, I was quiet and attentive in class. Teachers liked me. I wasn't popular, but I had good friends. I say all this to explain that high school was relatively calm for me. I played sports, was on the student newspaper, and got decent grades. However, that all changed my second semester junior year. I've always been a voracious reader. My freshman English teacher recommended I move up to the honors English track, so I did for freshman, sophomore, and the first half of junior year. Then I was put into classical literature my second semester junior year. I've always loved Greek and Roman stories, and had already read your typical high school classical reading list on my own. I didn't mind reading them again until I met Ms. Umbridge. 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 She put on a sweet facade, but she was downright evil. She also decided she hated me. I still do not know why or what transgression I committed, but she hated me. I assume it was my habit of sometimes nodding off in classes. At the time, I had undiagnosed thyroid issues and was getting up at 5 a.m. for swim practice. I say sometimes because it happened maybe twice a month total between all eight classes. I don't remember nodding off in her class, but it could have happened. Anyways, her class was 50 essays written reports. The rest were random quizzes and a couple tests. I was on the student newspaper and I was a decent writer. I wasn't worried about maintaining a B or up. We wrote our first paper and I got a D. I was shocked. The only class I struggled in was chemistry, and still my lowest assignment grade was a C. After class I asked Ms. Umbridge what I did wrong because her notes were minimal. She told me my assessment of the material was uninspired. Okay, can you direct me to an example of an inspired assessment come back during study hall? Thinking she'd have some example materials for me to review, I got a pass to see her during study hall. Nope. She spent the full hour basically telling me I was an idiot. I remember leaving and crying because she didn't tell me anything constructive. My friend, the eventual valedictorian, offered to help me on my next paper. My friend and I spent hours on my next paper. She never got below an A on anything. I got another D. My friend was furious. She took it to her AP English teacher and asked him to review it. She said she was entering a writing competition and wanted advice. He said it was great. Her typical work. My friend, quicker on the uptake, asked me for a copy of my original assignment. She asked her AP English teacher to look it over too, and he said she should enter the first one. This one was still good. He'd probably give it an A, but the other paper was better. My friend was convinced Ms. Umbridge was treating me unfairly for some reason, and she must not like me. My friend wanted me to tell my parents or my school counselor. A teacher didn't like me that had never happened. Sure, they didn't all love me, but none had actively disliked me. I decided I'd try one more time 
but this time get Ms. Umbridge to help, despite the previous horrors of spending study hall with Ms. Umbridge, I went to her office during study hall three times before the next paper was due. She reviewed the paper and gave me tips on revising it each time. She did this in red pen. I took notes. By the time the next paper was due, I had three revised versions with her notes in red ink on each one. I got a D, E, 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 She smirked and congratulated me on my improvement. Bitch. I was done. My friend was right. This bitch had it out for me and was giving me shit grades on purpose. I'm a laid-back person, but I was pissed. Never before been this pissed. I took my paper to my newspaper teacher. Sure, he didn't teach English, but our student paper constantly won awards because of his work. I told him I was having trouble in English, and could he please look over my paper and give me advice. He was a little confused as to why I didn't ask my English teacher, but he did it. He also told me it was great, but gave me a few minor changes to make. I asked him if he thought it was a B or better. He said he'd give it an a not 100 but a solid O. I went to my friend and we brainstormed. I couldn't request a dropod. This wasn't college. You just don't switch classes at my high school unless the teacher recommends an honor placement. That's not true, said my friend. The football and basketball guys get moved to easier classes all the time to keep their grades up so they are eligible for games. The athletics director was a friend of my dad, so I requested a meeting with him and my swim coach after school one day. I told them I was in danger of losing my eligibility to swim. I wanted to move classes, but I knew I'd need approval from administration, which I wouldn't get without a good reason. They asked if I had requested help. I explained I had asked for help from multiple people, but my grade wasn't improving. I didn't know what to do. They asked to see my papers. I sat while they read them. They both looked at me confused. Neither of them could understand how those papers were worth only a D. The student VP was brought in. He asked who helped me. I explained my friend he knew who she was again future valedictorian, and she had even asked her AP English teacher to look it over for advice. I had also asked my newspaper teacher to help. Student VP asked if I had ever actually asked my teacher for help. I smiled and handed him the three revised versions of paper number three with Ms. Umbridge's red ink all over them. He frowned. AP English teacher and my newspaper teacher were pulled into the meeting. They were each asked to grade the papers. All three papers got an hour better. While this was going on, my dad was called in by the athletics director. My dad was pissed. He demanded I be moved to another class, and that Ms. Umbridge be put under review. Clearly, she wasn't grading students on their work but on her own personal opinions. The school administration obviously bristled at the accusation that a teacher was treating students unfairly. 
A lot of arguing that I wasn't allowed to sit on occurred in the Avik's office. I could hear plenty of yelling as six adult men argued over the appropriate next steps. It was decided that myself, my dad, VP, and athletics director would have a meeting with Ms. The following morning before school, we all met. Ms. 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 Umbridge seemed to think she was going to get to tell everyone why I was so stupid. VP explained that if I maintained a D in her class, I would lose my extracurricular eligibility, and we were all meeting to discuss what to do. She smirked and said I should be moved to the non-honors English track, and I had no business being in honors English. I didn't have the aptitude to understand the complex classical literature they were studying, and I probably would need a tutor to even get through basic English. I've never seen my father so red, and I half expected to see steam come out of his ears. VP asked why she didn't try to help me improve. She said it was up to students to put in the initiative to get better. VP asked if that meant I had never asked her for help. She said I had not. VP then pulled out the three revised versions of paper number three and handed them to Ms. Now it was her turn to be rayed. She called me a liar and said those notes weren't hers. Things got heated and I was asked to leave again. I sat outside the office. This time the secretary was there and we both heard the shouting. School was set to start in 30 minutes and they were all just shouting. Then AP English teacher and newspaper teacher were called in again. More shouting. About five minutes to the start of classes, the teachers left and I was called back in. If looks could kill, I'd have died then and there when Ms. Umbridge walked out of Oak's office. I was being moved to basic English effective immediately. My current grade would not carry over. I would not need to make up any past assignments and new teacher would be instructed to grade me only on the assignments going forward. My new English teacher, Ms. Honey, ended up being the English department head. She was at least 65. After two, five years of honors English, this class was easier than P. I barely had to try to get an A, but I refused to let Ms. Honey think Ms. Umbridge had been right. I tried harder in that class than any other class that semester. I finished projects so quickly that I was asked to tutor a girl struggling in the class. I spent half the class period just helping this girl understand the material. I helped her go from a C to a B. I got something like 104 in the class. At the end of the semester, Ms. Honey called me into her office during study hall. She was recommending I return to Honors English for senior year. I must have looked panicked because she assured me Ms. Umbridge would not be my teacher. In fact, she would not be anyone's teacher. She was leaving at the end of the school year. Umbridge was only in her late twenties and unmarried. Too early to retire. And my high school was in one of the best paying school districts in the state. I knew what leaving meant but Ms. Honey still explained that I was put in her class on purpose. The school administration trusted Ms. Honey to determine the truth of Ms. Umbridge's claim that I was basically a lying idiot. Honey stated I very clearly belonged in honors English. 
She apologized if her class had not been challenging enough for me. I cried. I mean full-on ugly, snot cried. I didn't realize it, but part of me had actually believed Ms. Umbridge up until that moment. Honey hugged me and consoled me. I spent senior year in honors English and spent my study hall tutoring Ms. Honey's struggling students. To this day, I think about that awful woman fairly regularly. My career is strongly writing-based, and I still worry obsessively over my writing. I hope she never taught again, because she wrecked wreaked havoc on my self-confidence. Edit I fixed the wreck. Edit Stro holy mother-forking shirt balls. Guys, I did not expect this response. Golden front page. God, thank you, gold giver. I'm not sure what that means, but I'm going to figure it out. I also want to say I'm sorry to everyone posting their own Ms. Umbridge stories. It's sad so many exist out there wreaking havoc on self-conscious teens. Don't let your Umbridge keep you down. You are better than Umbridge. Go out and do exactly what your Umbridge said you shouldn't do, because fork her. The fat dink. Edix 3 everyone private messaging me nice things you are sweet people. Thank you. I promise though I am okay now. I am in my thirties with a job I love. I think about this story regularly because of a volunteer organization I take part in. While I have the soapbox might I recommend tips. Posturid. Can read aloud programs. Atmel. It is a great program that helps children practice reading in a safe environment. Unmuth recommends poor. Thinking outside Ithigage. Orgzitic. Elquiosha 6. 8,454,440 civic. 9 Sivinor programs. Love to you nice folks. This comment is from Madmulvin. This is great and well-written. This comment is from Rianne Mober. Love the Harry Potter and Matilda references. This comment is from Onamal and Sivin. Would you give it above a B, though? Our next Reddit post is from Clunch. Can't you just unload around me? So this happened earlier today and was too perfect to not share with you guys. I work in construction as the foreman for a new house build. The location is kinda strange. The house is 250 feet up a hill via a footpath only. All of our materials have to come up this footpath by hand. It's a pain in the ass to manually carry, quite literally, an entire house up this hill. One of our saving graces is having the two parking spots on the street at the bottom of this hill marked with official no parking signs. Unfortunately, there is an elementary school about half a block away and the parents of children seem to regularly at least twice a day think it's oak to park in our spots. Now, I consider myself a reasonable person, so if someone is parked in the spots and we don't have a delivery or a need to park a truck, I will let it go. If we need the spots and there's someone parked there, however, I will ask them to move nicely and most of the time, they do so immediately. Until today, I get a phone call from the lumber delivery truck that is en route to our location. He says he'll be there in about two or three minutes. I let him know I will meet him at the street and make sure he has space to park. As carrying all of the material to frame the roof of our house, which is a lot of really big lumber, 
and will take easily an hour to bring up the hill. So naturally I didn't want him parked in the middle of the street with his hazards on for an hour. As I begin my trip down the hill, I notice there is a school parent sitting in her car idling, assuming she's just waiting to pick up her child. I walk up to her car and politely let her know that she is parked in a no-parking zone and we really need her to clear it to park a delivery truck. She scoffs at me and rudely states back, It'll just be a few minutes, and your truck is here, take a chill pill, dude. Before I can respond, a giant lumber truck comes around the corner and I wave to him, and then gesture towards him to the woman in the car, who has now put her window back up to ignore me. I put on my best customer service smile and wave at her through the window. She put it down halfway and angrily shouts, what? By now the truck has pulled up alongside her car, and I politely ask her again, with a stronger tone of voice to move her vehicle, reminding her that she is illegally parked in a towaway zone. Then she gives me this wonderful idea. She says, can't you guys just unload around me, Jesus? It's not that hard. I give her another smile and walk away, a brilliant plan forming in my head. I instruct the delivery driver to park as closely to her as possible and block her in with the porta potty that is at one end of our reserved spots and the parked car that is parked just adjacent to our spots on the other end. He smiles because he immediately gets what I'm trying to do and proceeds to expertly block this lady and her car into a little two-parking spot jail. We unstrip the lumber and my guys begin humping material up the hill. At this point in time, I was trying to get her in trouble. I just wanted a record of why we were blocking part of the street so we don't get in trouble with the city. The very friendly traffic officer lets me know that she can be there in about 30 minutes and deal with the situation for me. Wonderful. As we continue to unload lumber, the child of the parent shows up. She awkwardly clambers across the inside of her car and stumbles out the passenger door shooting glaring looks at me and the truck driver in the process. She loads her kid into the back and then begins to realize that she has no way of leaving. She comes storming up to myself. Before I can respond, the driver gets a grin on his face and says, Mom, in order to unload the lumber on the truck, we had to unstrip it. And per our company policy, I'm not allowed to move the truck with any unsecured load on it. Sorry. This sends her into near aneurysm levels of blood pressure. Meanwhile, I can barely contain my laughter. Fuck your policy, I have somewhere to be. She barks back at him. At this point, with impeccably convenient timing, the parking enforcement officer shows up and parks behind the truck. She doesn't see the officer arrive, and while the officer is still getting out of her vehicle, I just casually say, can't you just pull out around it, it's not that hard. With the biggest shit-eating grin of ever had I watch as she realizes that I just used her line on her. Fuck you. She yells and storms back to her car and angrily clambers back in through the passenger door and into the driver's seat. At this point the officer is walking up to myself and the driver before she can even introduce herself the mom in the car slams it into reverse and stomps on the gas crashing into our porta potty and knocking it over and then throws the car into drive and tries to mount the curb and drive on the sidewalk 
the officer driver and I are staring in disbelief as she gets halfway over the curb and gets stuck. I can hear her screaming obscenities over the idling truck from inside her car. The officer promptly walks up to the door of the car and orders her out. My favorite part of the entire thing is watching her face go to shock as she realized she just did all of that in front of a police officer. She gets slapped in cuffs as the parking officer calls for a second unit, and she is promptly sat on the very curb she tried to drive over. She sits on the curb yelling to the now two officers about how we told her she could stay there and that we never asked her to move. The traffic officer responds that she was the one who was originally called when she first refused to move and that she already knows what's going on. While myself and the driver are giving a report to the second officer, my guys finish moving the remainder of the lumber and the driver finishes his statement and takes off to go back to the yard. By the end of the ordeal, she was arrested, charged with child endangerment. Her kid was in the back of the car the whole time, reckless driving, destruction of property, the porta potty, and driving on a suspended license. On top of all that, she also got her car towed. The kid went home with his grandma, and she went to spend some quality time in a cell. I never expected her to actually heed my advice to just pull out around it. But I think next time she'll probably think twice about parking in a tow-away zone if she ever gets a license again. TLD or Rude Lady Parks in Construction Site Reserved Parking asks us to unload around her, so we park blocking her to do so, gets mad when she now has no way out, crashes into our porta potty, and tries to mount the sidewalk, gets stuck, and the arrested by an officer who was on scene, and all with her child in the back seat. This comment is from Tyrannosaurus Rocks. It is always so painful to read about people slowly making worse and worse decisions. Basically every step of the way she was able to acknowledge her bad decision and take her small retribution, but she kept making it worse and worse. Is it wrong for me not to be surprised at all that she had a suspended license it seems to go with that type of person? This comment is from Nisex Junk. The suspended license was the best part for me. Everyone knows if you're riding dirty you keep your head down and obey traffic laws. This comment is from Pilsis Eventi 4. If this school is anything like my kids, they've sent email upon email and letter upon letter home to tell people not to park in these spots. My kids' school has a curb in front with a ton of no parking from 84 signs out there. There's a drop-off point literally at the next right, and it's still amazing how many people still ignore them. You may actually want to let the school know about these spots. That was Reddit Reads. r slash pro revenge. If you like this content, please rate this podcast five stars. We upload new videos every day. See you tomorrow.